0: and we've got lots to chat about. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Need to Chat. I hope you are doing amazing. If you are new around here, welcome. So glad to welcome you into this beautiful, empowering community. And if you've been tuning in for a while, thank you so very much. I truly appreciate you. Okay, so today's episode is taking a reverse look at a topic that we've previously explored on this podcast. And that is saying no. We've all heard things like saying no makes room for your yes. Or in the context of boundary setting, no is a complete sentence, full stop. No further explanation required. And those are things that if you haven't heard before, you certainly have heard definitely on this podcast. And if you are exercising your self-awareness muscles and leaning into that boundary badass that you are, you know when you mean no. You don't even question it. For example, if you get a call from someone asking you if you want your ducks cleaned. I don't know. It's a famous call that I tend to get on my phone. Or someone who knocks on your door uninvited trying to sell you something that you have absolutely no interest in. You don't question your instincts to say no. Hopefully you do it politely. And if they keep on going or asking you why, that's not really going to change your mind. If anything, if you're like me, you may even get more resolute that this experience is not going to get any more of your time. And side note, if you need help leaning into that boundary badassery, I encourage you to check out my podcast that I've previously done on boundaries. I think it was called Boundaries How They Serve and Protect. It was episode number 10, so quite a ways back, but it was a good one. I'll definitely link to that in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Anyways, as I'm saying, You know when you mean no. And if I asked you what you didn't want in your life, I think you'd also probably be able to give me a long laundry list of those things too. Like, for example, I don't want to stay at work two hours past quitting time without pay. Or I don't want to go a year without vacation. Or I don't want to go through another lockdown for this pandemic. And I want to emphasize that knowing the no's in our life is a beautiful thing. The clarity for knowing what you don't want helps you get to what you do want. So that's awesome. Great. No means no. And it looks like we're doing a great job at it. Or you're going to tune into that podcast or maybe even hop on a call with me on a free coaching call at that so we can work on some boundaries for you if it's not. But as I mentioned, I want to take a look at the reverse of that today. And that reverse is, are we good at saying yes? And owning our yeses is yes a complete sentence for us. I find that many of my coaching clients, and even me for that matter, from time to time, often dim our yeses. That strong, undeniable nudge that we want something or we want to go in a particular direction. And it often shows up in our life like this. Tell me if any of these sound familiar. Have you used, I'm not ready, I don't have time, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it in, I'm already so busy or spread so thin, I hear that one a lot. I don't have the money, another important one. I need to chat with so-and-so first. Oh, I totally want to do that, but first, X has to happen. I need to think about it some more. This one always gets me it wouldn't work for my family. And the list goes on and on. Bottom line, these are ways that we are dimming our yes. We might really want to do something or go in a particular direction, but these statements give us cause to pause. And if any of those things sound like something like you tell yourself or some version of that happening in our mind, I want you to know that you're guilty as charged too of not leaning into your yes. Why are we so good at knowing when something is a no, but feel the need to overanalyze or rationalize or provide excuses related to our yes? Why are we able to follow our yes gut as much as we are our no gut? Why is it so hard to lean into what we want? Why isn't yes a full stop negotiable like no is? That is the question. True funny story. Just the other week, my daughter, my six-year-old, who is a self-assured little firecracker that won't stop at anything to get what she wants, literally wore me and my husband down on everything. She leans so heavily on her yes gut that she can out-negotiate you, and she's not afraid of the consequences or obstacles you put in her way. In what you put in her way of what she wants, in fact. This past week in our house, my husband and I literally felt like we ran out of consequences to give her, and we couldn't even remember all the ones that we had given her, let alone keep them straight to enforce them. And we couldn't even keep all the ones we had already given her straight, let alone enforce them. And that just became this huge joke in our house. And while there are so many admirable things that I love about my daughter, this very thing is one of them. She knows what she wants, and nothing will stand in her way. Her yes is a hard yes. Can everyone channel their inner Gia? That's my daughter's name. Why do we feel this need for someone else to validate, approve, and give us a permission slip to do the thing that truly lights us up? What are we waiting for? Well, for one, saying yes to something means we need to act on that yes, and our brains are hardwired to keep us from moving in that direction. Saying yes to something new, whether it be to reaching out to pursue a dream, playing bigger, showing up in a different way, anything that is out of the ordinary is going out of your comfort zone. Your break doesn't know the difference between jumping off a plane without a working parachute or applying for a different job or trying out a dance class. All it knows is that different is a risk. And so it's going to ring the alarm bells by giving you those types of thoughts that we went through earlier. It's going to try to discourage you from doing the thing. Maybe others will also intentionally or unintentionally react to your visions or goals as well. Maybe we are afraid of their reaction, or maybe their reactions are truly grounded in a desire to protect us, just like our ego or mind wants to protect us as well. So my friends, I get that life is busy. I get that there are lots of people that depend on us. But when we show up for ourselves in the most beautiful, loving way, when we give to ourselves like we give to others, everyone wins. Not only do they benefit from someone who is happier and healthier inside and out because you are leaning into your passion and filling your needs, but they also see through you that it's okay to make yourself a priority, that taking care of you doesn't diminish your love or ability to take care of them. In fact, it gives you this renewed energy and purpose and you bring that energy to all the things that you do. It shows others that they don't need to depend on others to validate or prove or get permission to live a life they want to live. That there isn't a need to settle or sacrifice in any area. Let's face it, sometimes that monotonous hamster wheel life that we may be experiencing as our phase of life right now, dilutes, diminishes, or maybe even extinguishes that fire within you. Maybe you feel like you don't even know who you are right now or what lights you up. Maybe you feel like there is nothing that you want to lean into with a hell yeah. And I'm here to tell you that I've been there and I understand. And that is okay too. Give yourself grace for this awareness and make it a plan to come back to you, to find that light within you and to nurture that flame. I want you to know that you can create a life on your own terms to feel more aware and sure of who you are and what you want. You can have more energy and time to do the things you love and value with those that you love and value. You just need to lean into your yes. If you resonated with any of this, I think you'd love the free masterclass that I'm working on called Five Steps to Living Your Dream Life Now even if you aren't sure what that looks like or where to start. It's coming out on November 15th and the link to register will be out very soon. If you don't wanna miss it, I encourage you to join my email list and I will provide a link for that in the episode description because those email list subscribers will be the first ones to know when it's live. I can't wait to see you on the inside and I'll see you next week, my sweet friends. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita chat podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you.